Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the August edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We have some upcoming events that sound like fun. Fourth Annual SLV Pride Fest returns to Alamosa. This was written by Kimberly Black. The fourth annual San Luis Valley SLV Pride Fest is being hosted in downtown Alamosa at Cole Park on Saturday, August 26, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. The parade will begin at 10 a.m. and march down Main Street to the park for the festival. There will be drag performances, live music, food, and local queer-related vendors. The festival is open to families, students, kids, and individuals of all genders and identities. The walking parade will be open to anyone wishing to march with pride, joy, and love for the expression and inclusion of the local LGBTQ plus community. Everyone is encouraged to be a part of this worldwide tradition of promoting a positive stance in support of sexual and gender diversity and LGBTQ plus visibility. SLV Pride Fest weekend events will kick off Friday night with a party at Alamosa's Spare Keg at 8 p.m. There will be games, music, and beer until close. On Sunday, there will be a post-Pride Fest drag brunch at SLV Brew Pub. Tickets are required for this event. The SLV, known for small and rural isolated communities, has an increasing LGBTQ plus presence. In 2019, members of the community came together to form SLV Pride, an all-volunteer organization, and hosted the SLV's first Pride Fest. About 500 people attended. Co-founder of SLV Pride, Grant Lee Showalter, whose pronouns are they, them, says, Having an event like Pride Fest in the San Luis Valley is valuable to have the representation and the opportunity for folks to feel like they can be themselves, to feel seen, and be held by the community. They encourage everyone to come out and participate in unifying a demographic that's isolated. Additionally, SLV Pride hosts other events throughout the year, including fashion shows, queer hikes, skate nights, and movie nights. These events are especially important for the LGBTQ plus community as there are no queer dedicated restaurants, coffee shops, or bars in the SLV. Grantley reports there are a lot of statistics around how people who feel isolated, especially queer folks who are isolated, can affect mental health. People's lives are on the line. SLV Pride Fest is supported by local organizations including One Colorado, Adams State Pride Group, SLV Area Health Education Center, Boys and Girls Clubs of the San Luis Valley, Valleywide Health Systems, and SLV Women Alliance. Individuals associated with Alpine Achievers Initiative also helped found SLV Pride. Showalter is grateful for any support SLV Pride gets from the community and shares that it's really unique for a small town to have a Pride Fest. Being a part of it gives yourself and other people a chance to get to be who they are and to find solidarity, they said. Pride Fest events in cities across the country are a part of a larger gay civil rights liberation movement that has grown internationally. The first official Pride Parade in the U.S. was the Christopher Street Liberation Day Parade in New York on June 28, 1970. 
It commemorated the one-year anniversary of the Stonewall Riot in Greenwich Village, New York. The Stonewall Riot was not the first or only response to societal and political oppression of queer culture in America. The oldest documented organization for gay rights was founded in Chicago in 1924 by Henry Gerber, called the Society for Human Rights, and later the Mattachine Society was founded in Los Angeles in 1950 by Harry Hay. Since the first Christopher Street Liberation Day Parade, there are annual pride parades in cities across the country, continuing the positive response to social and political oppression. Because SLV Pride is an all-volunteer organization, they are always looking for helping hands. Specifically, volunteers are needed at Pride Fest this year for setting up booths, decorations, tents, chairs, tearing down afterwards, and for the kickoff party at Spare Keg on Friday night. For more information on SLV Pride Fest, to be a volunteer, or be a part of the Planning Commission, please visit their website at slvpride.org or email sanluisvalleypride at gmail.com. And we have another upcoming community event, CEF Seeking Volunteers. This is written by Lydia Sprouts. Community members have plenty of ways to get involved with this year's Energy Fair, September 16th and 17th. Check the schedule for the full lineup, including builders, musicians, and healers. The Crestone Energy Fair home tours are a hit every year. Peek inside Crestone's most interesting homes and find out what makes them unique. Sign up for this year's home tour at the Crestone Energy Fair website and receive early bird pricing of $25 until August 20th. After that date, tickets are $35 per person per tour. This year, there is a wonderful collection of new homes on the lineup, including Straw Bale, Scoria Bag, Aircrete, Hempcrete, Silos, and more. These homes demonstrate the benefits of building with sustainable and responsible materials and also showcase one-of-a-kind artistic creations. Attendees can meet owner-builders who can share knowledge about the process of building in Swatch County and within POA. Crestone is like no other place in the world when it comes to alternative building and it loves to celebrate our local community members who are contributing to the wild diversity of home building. Join us on Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon for homes that are under construction and Sunday 8 a.m. to noon for completed homes. Contact Goldie with any questions at 303-903-0968 or email hometours at crestoneenergyfair.org. And there's a free box fashion show. Join in on the fun with the Free Box Fashion Show Sunday, September 17th at 11.15 a.m. at the Elephant Cloud Stage on Cottonwood Street. This will be the second annual Free Box Fashion Show. Create your own fashion out of Free Box items or stop by our booth at the Crestone Energy Fair to co-create a design with our fabulous fashion designer, Natalie McRae. Prizes will be awarded to the most creative designs, so think outside of the box and push the limits of what fashion can look like. All ages are welcome. Please email Amory for info. The email address is twoheartshealing1111 at gmail.com. Volunteer shifts are on our sign.up.com portal. That's signup.com portal. Become a part of the team and get involved helping out with the green room, 
the green team, build crew, and other roles. Volunteers get a meal for each shift and lots of love. And now turning to Crestone Energy Exchange news, CEX partners with local organizations to streamline social services. This was written by Amelia Stern. Longtime residents Lisa Bodie, Donovan Spitzman, and Nick Navaris founded the Crestone Energy Exchange, CEX, to better manage local resources and social services while creating jobs and improving the overall health of the community. Over the past four years, they've stayed busy managing programs like the Community Firewood Program, the Crestone Free Box, and the Swatch County Mindful Land Use Solutions Group. Having first worked at the Crestone Energy Fair together, Bodie, Spitzman, and Navaris felt called to expand their vision for the community services. The three of us in our collaboration on that project realized that we needed another avenue to do work in the community, said Bodie. We set up the CEX with the intention to not only provide programs that are of social benefits to the whole community, but to also create jobs, she said. The trio started with the Community Firewood Program in 2019, partnering with Neighbors Helping Neighbors, NHN, to provide th- free and affordable firewood to those who, c- who can't afford it. The project was started to offset the annual expense NHN was putting into providing free firewood for both immediate emergency and those in need, said Spitzman. We were able to take a single year's normal invest from NHN, and purchase bulk wood to process locally, he added. This allowed us to provide employment to process firewood that we sell. As long as there is wood to process, there is work available. If you need firewood and you're physically capable but don't have the finances, you can come and start work trading. We have people cut and split wood, deliver it, stack it, and clean up the grounds where we do it, said Bodie. NHN and the Firewood Project are also teaming up with the Hearth of the Baca, a nonprofit group headed by Christina Lakish and Coraz Hines that brings free firewood to at-risk people in Crestone and the Baca Grand. To keep things both cost-effective and environmentally friendly, the CEX also partners with local logging companies, arborists, and a mitigation crew. The wood being collected from the mitigation crews is the foundation of the free wood, and that foundation is added to by the purchase wood and the arborist donations, said Spitzman. As the program enters into their fourth season, they've already received several truckloads of logs. We are looking into ways to increase our incoming supply as we have sold out each year, said Spitzman. The Community Firewood Project isn't the only program that CEX hopes to grow. After the Crestone Free Box closed in 2020 due to the COVID-19 crisis, the CEX formed a partnership with NHN, Crestone Recreative Trade, and the Crestone Energy Fair to, to raise money for and provide continued maintenance of the space, eventually reopening the community resource in April of 2022. We came up with a plan for just rehabbing it because initially it just needed to be cleaned. But we took it a step further and did a whole roof extension and remodel with new shelves and bins, said Bodie. And last summer, we did the full mural wrap. Despite the new wall and roof extension to expand the space, the clothing bins are overflowing. People just dump boxes and bags and there is a lack of respect for the space, CEX wrote on its website last summer. 
Bodhi is currently looking for volunteers who would be interested in keeping an eye on the space. The team has also had to get creative, hosting a free box fashion show at the Crestone Energy Fair last year, encouraging artists to use unwanted items for art installations. We have a team of artists trying to get a little more creative with viewing things not as trash and waste, said Bodhi. Another fashion show is set for this year's Crestone Energy Fair in September. It's just another example of how you can use multiple organizations and people within a community to streamline services without duplicating efforts, said Bodhi. I feel like that's another really big reason why we have this group in a small town. Each organization doesn't have enough skills and professional people to really follow through and get every project done. By combining efforts, we really look at how to utilize our resources more efficiently and environmentally friendly, she said. Their latest project, the Swatch Mindful Land Use Group, aims to support residents by looking at housing, sanitation, building codes, and ordinances. Our county is being pushed by the state to adopt and re and enforce the International Energy Conservation Code, IECC, said Bodhi. But it was very misleading that if you were going to adopt these energy conservation codes, then you automatically had to start putting in other layers of building codes. With us being so frontier and very spaced out and a lot of people off-grid, we said this isn't going to accommodate our whole county. As the trio continues to expand their reach, they ask themselves one question. How do we decide how to manage and govern ourselves a little bit better? This is the beauty of having this partnership, said Bodhi. The three of us get together and say, yeah, let's go for it. You can visit CrestoneEnergyExchange.org on the web to learn more and get involved. And we have this notice from Baca Gran. Call for tellers. For the 7 p.m. October 13, 2023 Annual General Meeting, Board of Directors Election, any member in good standing may apply. The tellers process the election material, which requires careful attention to the election process and detail. Application must be received by September 6, 2023. To apply, please call or email the office at 719-256-4171. Email is info at bacapoa.org. And we have this commentary, Social Media, How Do You Feel? Editor's Note, a new series on navigating social media and its effects on people and communities. This is written by Nancy Tilos. How often have you reposted a picture or writing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, etc. in the past week? This simple act of sharing turns out to have enormous power. So much so, intelligence agencies around the world have created what are called chatbots to generate and repost for the purpose of influencing the citizens of their own and other countries. Reposting with chatbots is not to provide us information accurate or false, positive or negative. They are designed to create or use states of heightened emotion. Why? In states of heightened emotion, per research from all over the world, people are less likely to discern false or misleading statements and are more likely to believe, at face value, what they are reading. This is citing Martel, C. Cognitive Research, Volume 2022. 
If fear or anger are aroused, people have less discernment. Another way reposting has power is when people view the same inaccurate information several times. The information becomes lodged in and throughout memory and becomes difficult to unseat even with new information. This statement is cited to Nature Reviews Psychology, Volume 1, 2022. Repetition then has the most effect on frequent users of social media. Like gossip, only on a much bigger scale, social media postings can be a force for constructive supportive communication and positive reverberations, or the opposite. Repostings, especially among social groups, friends, people with whom we share interests, politics, religions, and activities, create emotional contagion. Here we cite Kramer, Guillory, and Hancock, Experimental Evidence of Massive Scale Emotional Contagion Through Social Networks, 2014. Emotional contagion is when others absorb how we feel, then feel these same emotions themselves, and pay it forward in their repostings and face-to-face -face interactions. Some postings deliberately redirect our attention by, rep by presenting a fabrication or personal interpretation as a fact and the supposed fact has the effect of producing fear or anger or desire used especially in advertising. The result is emotional manipulation using contagion. Emotional contagion, per se, might be benign, but it becomes problematic when it arises from a predisposition many people have. The predisposition mentioned is a tendency we have to hold on to negative thoughts, feelings, and intensely felt beliefs, whereas the happier and positive feelings tend to flow right through us. Think about when you have felt embarrassed, threatened, angry, or humiliated, how the tendency is to ruminate on that feeling and what you've decided caused those feelings. Unless we train to be aware of rumination, the thoughts go round and around. Only now, with emotional contagion, we ruminate others' feelings as well. The process creates a view, our story, about what is real. We do not generally spin this way with happiness. The process described here is how misinformation is used to move us in whatever direction the creator of the misinformation, hyperbole, or misdirection wants us to move. Further, they are, coming, they are counting on our postings and reposting. Our job is to be aware and not shoot from the hip with how we use social media. Next month, at what cost? And we have this note from the Crestone Eagle. Sip, savor, and support. Eagle's auction pulls in $1,300, shoots for $15,000 this summer. This is written by Jennifer Aitchison. It was a great feeling to see the community of Crestone gather to support their local newspaper during the Wine, Cheese, and Silent Fundraiser on Saturday, June 15th. In a statement to the goodwill that permeates our town, we raised $1,300 in just a few hours from all locally donated goods. But this event is only the beginning of our journey. Our aspirations are set higher, with a summer target of $15,000 firmly in our sights. We are using these funds to expand our news coverage, attract new writers, and provide meaningful employment opportunities to people within our community. We want to keep doing good things and we need your support. Help us hire new reporters to cover essential issues and delve deeper into important matters. Help us nurture our community connections and 
promote informed discourse. Help us continue to grow and expand. To donate, go to our website, www.crestoneagle.org, drop by the office, mail a check to P.O. Box 101. Also, be on the lookout for our summer fundraising social media campaigns, including more auction items online. Stay cool, Crestone. And now turning to regional happenings. Saturday, August 26th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., as mentioned, the SLV Pride Fest. Embrace your rainbow. Free event at Cole Park in Alamosa. Come embrace your rainbow and celebrate the 5th annual SLV Pride Fest. Food, vendors, and activities for the whole family. SLV Pride is a grassroots community collective of LGBTQ plus residents of the San Luis Valley, representing a multitude of backgrounds and experiences supporting each other and our community through education, advocacy, and friendship. Check their website, slvpride.org. We also have recurring events. Saturday Market, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in downtown Crestone. Thursday Market, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in South Crestone, Baca Park. Mercadilla in Rio, a weekly farm market held Wednesdays from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Rio Grande Farm Park in Alamosa. Snap and double up bucks are accepted. Visit riograndfarmpark.org slash mercadillo for more information or to sign up to vend. And in the community calendar, on Wednesday, August 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., story time at the Baca Grand Library. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for story time and an activity at the Baca Grand Library. This is recommended for ages 0 to 9. Also on Wednesday, this from 6 to 7 p.m., Bible Study, Adult and Youth, all welcome to join us for Bible Study Wednesdays at 6 p.m. at the Crestone Baptist Church. And on Friday, we have Free Food Friday, Food Assistance at the Baca Library, Free Food Pantry at the Baca Library every Friday. And on Saturday, Wisdom Teaching of the Bhagavad Gita, Spiritual gatherings focused upon the timeless universal wisdom teachings of the Bhagavad Gita are currently being offered with Sajan Deverly, whose translation and commentary on the Eastern Classic was published by Zen Publications in 2012. The meetings, which include meditation and interactive participation, are held every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon. Also Saturday, acoustic music at the Crestone History Museum, Saturdays at 11 a.m., Acoustic old-timey music at the Cresto Museum from 11 to 12 on Saturday. Welcome to all players and hearkeners. Free admission. And also on Saturday, drop-in painting with Noemi every Saturday, 2.30 to 4.30 at Gallery 222. The cost is $45. And looking ahead to next week, from August 30th, it looks like maybe through September 2nd, Wet Mountain Weavers Annual Fiber Art Sale. Join us for our annual sale and show. Beautiful and unique handmade items from our community of fiber artists will be on offer for Labor Day weekend. Apparel, housewares, yarn, artworks, and more featuring a variety of techniques from weaving and knitting to felting and spinning. This will be held August 30th at 10 a.m. through September 3rd at 5 p.m. Organizer, Wet Mountain Weavers, their email, friggsfibers at gmail.com. 
and the venue is Greenstone Artworks, 300 Main Street, Westcliff, Colorado. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.